we are live. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of Those Natural Ones. Um, thank you for bearing with us while we got uh, everything set up here. Um, we are down a Lindsay due to work-related conflicts, but that's all right. We will continue without our bard. Um, let's get it started. Gwen, Sam, whatever your real name is, would you like to uh, do your recap of what happened in our last session? Yes, so last session was an interesting one. So we, we picked up where we left off in the cave, destroyed the tadpoles, which we later learned were baby mind flayers. We reported back to Clyope, who graciously gave us snacks and two days off to recover from just generally looking like shit. She instructed Captain Maris to make sure that the shipment uh, got to the caves uh, where we had battled the mind player for more security. Uh, we visited the Laughing Unicorn, where we tried to tell Butch what happened, and it didn't quite go as <clears throat> planned, but seems to have probably turned out fine in the end. Uh, during our days of R&R, &R, both Arnon and Gwyn were visited by visions of ruin and calls for help. Uh, lastly, we went shopping, opined on the nature of nut milk, and prepared for our next meeting with Calliope, and we pick up in that second day of rest. Indeed. So it's actually uh, not quite the second day yet. It's still the ending of the first day. The yeah, and it was one day of rest. And then she said, come back to me after a day. Oh. So um, it would be the next morning that you would probably go back to see her. So as you guys, I think Gwen had gone off to do her prayers. Um, mm -hmm. The rest of you. What are you doing? What time is it? Let's say at this point, after everything, you're probably uh, early evening, probably five, six o'clock. Early evening. Um, sounds like dinner time to me. But uh, I, Elric, is going to see about uh, maybe taking uh, what is that uh, shopkeep's name from? Can't even remember her name. Jeez. The flawless tome. Look, I. Amisra. I am Amisra. Amisra, yes. Elric has been doing this quite some time, like since he was 15. He, he can't remember every, everyone's name. <laughs> uh, Amisra or Anisra. Is that with an N or an M? M. Amisra. I don't remember that name, but he remembers that ass. <laughs> M is in maple. Maple. Yes. But like the syrup, not the place Naples, which would make it more confusing. It's fun. Jesus. like the wood. <laughs> yes. Phrasing. <laughs> uh, yes, Amithra. See if she's busy tonight. OK, so you're headed back back to the flawless tome. Uh, yes. OK. Um. Like I said, it's about five or six o'clock. You get there and 
it's pretty busy. It's a it's a pretty busy shop right now. There's uh, you walk in and there's probably about 10, 12 people roaming around. You see a Misra just kind of like frantically moving from one person to another. Looking very hectic. Uh, I am going to. If there are books that aren't being handled by customers, I'm going to uh, just look at these books, window shop. Okay, And yeah, there's I, I mean, there's yeah. plenty of books. In there. oh, so, yeah. And it takes probably about uh, five, ten minutes before she notices that you come in and then she like looks up and smiles at you and she's like, Arnon, you're not Arnon. <laughs> Elric. Uh, I feel much better about forgetting her name now. That's, no. not, that's not the ship I'm looking for. Yeah, she no, likes sorry. bad boys. Oh, uh, start that over again. Elric. Pleasure to see you again. Pleasure's all mine. I was wondering, are you busy tonight? She kind of looks at you. <laughs> she like looks around to the, about the 10, 15 people uh, running. Um, I'm a little busy right now. Uh, is there something I can help you with? I meant after work. Oh, um. Um, today is probably not the best day for me. I, I'm not sure when I'm going to get out of here, but um, maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. Hopefully uh, we'll settle down a little bit and maybe I'll be able to get off a little early tomorrow. I look forward to it. She just kind of smiles and she's like, no. I, I, I hate to be short, but I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of swamped here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> she a gnome as well? No, she is. Oh, it's like <laughs> I hate oh. to be short. <laughs> oh God damn it! Short. <laughs> no, she is yeah. a. Uh, I believe she was an elf, like a high elf, if I remember correctly. I believe she was. Yeah. Is. Is ask her if she knows what nut milk is. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You should. I, 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 I'm gonna at least wait until like date two or three before I broach the question. Great question. <laughs> hey, baby, you know some nut milk? <laughs> what is oh, that? Is that no. a high elf thing? It's a high elf thing. That's all right. I know better than to ask that question. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So. I exit and then I make my way towards. Uh, basically the closest in slash restaurant and get some dinner. OK. What about the the other two? What are you guys doing? Well, I know Butch is trying to decide if he should swap out one of his spells for Augury to try and gain some insight into the what happened to Gwen problem. 
for what what spell augury augury it's uh it's not great since it's asking your deity to basically say yay or nay or maybe yay and nay to a specific action you're going to take in the future and it's like it's not great for communing with a deity it's better for like should we do the siege or not not like (laughs) is my friend okay (laughs) is my friend secretly undead check yes Uh, or no oh my god oh it's like magical eight ball of spells yeah no that's exactly (laughs) what it is it's like (laughs) oh my god it's it's the tarot deck it's it's a tarot reading Mm, it's much less precise than that. Yeah, it's not even that. It's like the the chicken bones or whatever that they throw. <laughs> throwing it's like bones. A, it's like throwing a six sided die. Yeah, but the goddess like telling you whether it once lands on like the the plus or the negative or the two the two spaces that have a plus and a negative. It's like, I, great. I like how it says the spell doesn't take into account any possible circumstances that might change the outcome, such as the casting of additional spells. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like a. Meh. If you want your deity to shrug at you, cast this spell. Yeah, but what what other spells are my options? <laughs> uh... Turn undead. Do it. Do it. Nah, I'm not. I, no, Butch. I'm. I, I think that's settled for him. Because <laughs> you got a pulse. Not money undead, have a pulse. Could be an elaborate trick. Do they? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they do. All right. So you're debating spells? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Reflecting, lots of prayer. Okay. <sighs> Arnon, what are you doing? I'm going to spend the night by myself with my book. All right. Oh, good. Then um, Elric and Gwen and I can have dinner without you. I think after what I, uh, what was seen, vision, uh, it wouldn't, wouldn't have just gone to bed. Probably gone, get a snack, eat the feelings. All right. That was good eating. All right. So the three of you are meeting up in a tavern then? Yeah. I imagine we're probably meeting up in the. Wait, where are we? I don't even remember. Are we staying in a tavern? We're in the barracks, but we've gone to the Laughing Unicorn several times. Which is literally just a couple doors down from the barracks. Yeah. That's the one full of. It's one full of dwarves, right? Mostly, yes. Okay. The bartender is a dwarf. At least one of the bartenders, or at least one of the uh, barmaids is a dwarf, too, as you found out. Someone needs to explain that situation to me. I don't really really understand what what went on. When you're older, buddy. (laughs) All right, so for the sake of brevity, we'll say that you guys meet up for the meet up at the tavern. Eat, drink, be merry. Is there anything that you guys want to discuss while you're there? Um, I think I'd bring up 
the vision, uh, particularly to get Butch's insight on it. All right, time for some rolls. Right. So uh, maybe maybe DM you could just give me some basic <laughs> insight before I roll for the advanced stuff. I can tell you what I remember of it, which was, well, I was meditating, and I I had the same dream I've always had with the lady in the in the clearing. And uh, I think it, I'm certain at this point that it's Sahanin, but uh, she never talked to me. And then I got a new version of it last night, or I'm sorry, a few hours ago of a time of the same day where uh, we're on the parapet on a castle in a city that's on fire with a purple flame and she says you can save them and I say the hell in so many words and she says nothing save who? them them's burning and we can save them and I don't know where it was I can describe the city but I have no idea where it was or anything else so here's here's we are going to run into a small issue because of the fact that Lindsay's not here. Um, so we are going to say that Rhett is with you during this conversation. You describe the city, right? Yes, I okay. do do that. And while you're describing it, she's staring at you intently and you get through your description She and she looks at you and she goes, I, I know exactly where that is. That's Rockrielt. Where? Rockrielt. It's the capital city of Kantakaria. Oh, shit. The capital city? That's where she's from. Or, and she said, she's like, that's where I'm from. That's where my parents live. Did you it, get a vision of the capital burning down? Yeah. And some force in the sky burning it more with additional dark purple flame. Do you remember any other details? Um. There were soldiers, thousands of of soldiers rushing into a broken gate of the city. And. Carnage. Would Gwyn know what dragons are? Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, then then. Yes, I'm a, uh, that's OK, because like that, I think that would be like. Is it a dragon in the sky? Couldn't see it clearly, but it's breathing, breathing fire on stuff or doing something to emit fire on stuff. You didn't see it clearly, like you said. However, flying something, fire, breathing. Yeah, it it sounds an awful lot like a dragon. I mean, could it could it be like what could come? 
the vision of Contracaria future? <laughs> you don't know. Maybe. Possibly. Can I roll to see or to try to remember when the last time a dragon attack was? <laughs> uh, roll a history check. Well, Gwen, that's fantastic that you had a vision and the goddess spoke to you directly. It's, it's the first time ever, Butch, and it's the worst time it could have happened. Oh, to the contrary. The gods very often speak directly most when it is most necessary. Then why don't they give us more information, Butch? I mean, it's not like I haven't been trying since I was a child. I mean, maybe I haven't really been trying as hard as I should have, but... Efforts were made, and now she's like, have a riddle in your in these trying times. Well, to what extent can the dog can the gods see the future is my question. I don't know the answer. An even better question is to what extent the gods are allowed to tell us. Hmm. Who's gonna stop them? Well, if there's more than one bears to reason that perhaps some of them might be at cross purposes. Okay, so oh, with uh, that 24 yeah. intelligence check, um, you can't remember hearing a st any recent stories about in the area um, dragon attacks. If there has been, it's been hundreds of years. The only dragon that you've heard about is uh, through Butch and Gwen, the black dragon that kind of took up more or less self-proclaimed leadership of Mesh, the area they're from. I probably remembered that. Yeah, Gwen totally remembered that. And he doesn't burn down cities because why would he burn down his own cities? And also, he's a black dragon, so he doesn't shoot fire. No. A fire-breathing dragon. It, there hasn't been tale of anything like that for at least a few hundred years. However, one thing you will also realize with that 24 intelligence check is most fire-breathing dragons do not breathe a purple flame either. Purple flame at that is peculiar to say the least. We also didn't join up thinking we were going to be fighting tentacled fucks eating our brains. So I mean, maybe there's some some shenanigans going on to corrupt a dragon. I don't know, but could this be some Shanian business, or is it is it? <laughs> Something else? I don't know, but I saw it, and it was unsettling. And I... <laughs> wonder if there is perhaps some way to send word of warning or something. I mean, is it 
tell the general. Yeah, we could we could bring it up. I just don't know how how they're going to react to hearing that it came from a dream. Yeah, I would I would say a vision because I wasn't really sleeping in any sense of the word. I was meditating, had the vision. No rest occurred. Right. We elves don't exactly sleep, do we? Mm-mm. But I, um... I mean, I, I was I was trying to better connect with the cosmos, but I didn't anticipate... And you did, that's excellent! Anticipate this. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Butch. I'm very proud of you. The fact you're proud of me means means a lot. I still have my doubts. Butch. Yes. Your connection to the gods. Yes. Do you have any spells of divination or some such? Yes. I mean, the answers they yield are sometimes only muddle the questions further. Didn't you have a similar vision, Butch? Of, yeah. of things going decidedly sideways? I think so. I have a lot of dreams. I mean, I feel like if, if we can go to Calliope and be like, there's something bigger afoot with more than just Gwyn had a dream. It might be helpful. Right. Yeah, I mean, it'll be good. Unless I cast a spell right then and there. Even so, she'd have to take my word for it. Unless she also knows how to read the bones. I mean, is there any way to, like... Um, I mean, what's the, what do you do, Butch, when you want to, when you want to better connect with, with, I mean, have you had a conversation with her? Have you sought her out and her been like, here's an answer? Mm. No, it's more like, I spend a lot of time in prayer and then as I go through my life, things click and then I'm like, oh, there, there it is. Oh, so this is not normal. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I suppose the best we can do is bring it up to Calliope and see if she takes any heed to it. I mean, certainly try. Maybe. That's my line! <laughs> I have a. I gotta. I gotta check on these kids here. Hold on. All right. So, while you uh, guys continue your conversation through drinking and eating, Arnon. So you Yo. you are laying in bed reading your book that you just bought. The book you bought is a large black tome, black leather wrapped tome, um, with the title "Tales from Across the Plains." 
And you flip through a couple pages and you see there's a table of context, contents that's broken down uh, more or less by different planes and then stories throughout them. Um, the one story that catches your eye, you start reading. Um, it's uh, under the Shadowfell heading, and it's a story written about two men who battled across the plains hunting demons. The men formed a council of three inquisitors who acted as their generals. Goes on to describe a handful of battles pushing back these for the forces of the Nine Hells, and it goes on to talk about how the group the group set up base in a corner of the Shadowfell, as at the time they believed that uh, this realm was the gateway to the lower planes, and that fiends, demons, and the like would have to pass through the Shadowfell to enter the material plane. Um, so it was kind of like, in their mind, the last line of defense before hitting the material plane. It talks about their fortress, a single tower, four stories tall, surrounded by a stone wall, placed in a defensible position in the curve of a mountain range. A town of Shatterkai, or as you've heard them, Shadow Elves, below who train to fight alongside the Inquisitors. It goes on to talk about how through the years a rift formed between the two. The one, Almed, believed his partner was taken over by demonic forces. It talks about how his demeanor changed over time, and how over the years his form became more lithe, his skin became more pale, and how he would refuse to go on hunts on the material plane anymore. It talks about how perhaps Strahd von Zarvich picked the Shadowfell less because of its strategic placement on the plane wheel and more because of its eternal twilight. It talks about how the idea of using the Shadowfell as a blocking point was proven wrong and how certain portals and certain magics allow transportation directly from one plane to another without needing the need of a layover. The accounts of what happened are vague, but it talks about how Strahd, with the help of three his three Inquisitors, Cosima, Ansel, and Tristan, Tristane, betrayed Almed, possibly slaying him, possibly imprisoning him. These accounts seem to be ret the retelling of a retelling of a story that, if it was true, happened hundreds of years ago. All right. And I assume you will text that to me. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. Okay. Uh, with some hard names. All right. Well, I'm just going to ponder that and go to sleep. Um, before you fall asleep, Butch will arrive in your room with dinner for you. That's very sweet of you, Butch. Dark beer and turtle soup. Since you seem to like <laughs> it so much. I don't think I've actually gotten to taste it yet. <laughs> well, it's all yours, buddy. All right. Do I enjoy it? <laughs> I mean, do you do enjoy I need it? To, do, do I you? need to roll, roll a d20? Turtle soup? Roll a constitution check. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Turtle um, soup, duck beer, and dark bread. 
Um, I don't know why I did Butch it that way. Before Butch goes, I'm going to ask him a question. Um, what's the name of your goddess? Well, Saloon is the kind of overarching the moon. Signing Moonbow is the particular aspect of Saloon that I worship. Is there like a formal church that you're a part of? Yes. What type of stuff do they do? Well, I mean, there's services and there are marriages and there's they do a lot. I, <laughs> what do you get out anything of anything in particular? What do you get out of it? Oh gosh. What tone I get out of it? I mean, it gives me purpose. It gives me um, a structure. It gives me a home. It it helps like to explain a, like things. A literal, literal home. Mm, like a community. Okay. Do they do stuff for the community? Of course. I heard um, some of them run orphanages. Is that something that your church does? Uh, hmm. I believe one of Saloon's aspects is interested in that. Okay, cool. Good night. You sleep well. Anything else anybody wants to accomplish before the, your nighttime rest? I want to do something during my rest, but that's it. Okay. Start journaling, make another bottle. Okay. All right. So you all make your way back to your rooms eventually. Settle down. Sleep comes for you. Butch. Uh, dreams about werewolves and preserving life through the knowledge of the ages. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. This is a dream you've had a couple times in your life. More often over the past couple years than before. Than when is you it were the younger. one about the werebears again? Yeah. No, you're standing in an empty room or you're standing in a room. Moonlight coming through an open window. It's late. It's probably very early morning. Moonlight bathes over the bottom of a bassinet. You step up to it, and then it's empty. You turn around and you see a woman in white. You can't make out her face or any defining details of her form. 
she's holding a baby. She raises her arms out to you, offering you the child. You reach out and you gently take the baby. You're holding this child, and then she starts to move away. But there, I'm sorry. You start to back away from the woman. Once you exit the lights, the baby darkens. Her skin turns gray and ashy. And then you wake up. Well, that was depressing. Uh. I'll probably go back to sleep, depending on what time of day it is. (laughs) What a dream. Back to sleep. All right. So the night comes and goes. It is now the morning. You all wake up fairly early, probably about an hour after sunrise, uh, as you had a very eventless evening. Did I have any dreams that helped explain that dream after I went back to sleep after having that dream? No, that was the only dream. That's the only dream you can remember from that night. I process a lot of stuff in my dreams. Okay. So, it's morning. What would you guys like to do? Assuming we meet for breakfast. Yeah. Quick breakfast before we go uh, tell the general. I will excitedly share the details of my dream with Gwen in lurid detail. Well, maybe not lurid. Exquisite. Fine. Hey, Careful to tell. What the baby look like? It was a baby turtle. Mm. Was it? Make a perception check. No Boy. one said anything otherwise, so I'm assuming it's my species. That shit would be adorable. Make well, because if, if we're if we're a different species, presumably that would have been mentioned. Make a perception check, real quick. Okay. What that baby look like? It was not a turtle. Oh, now you tell me. <laughs> it changes things. It was. You saw uh, olive skin, slightly pointed ears. Um, you saw. So like a lizard folk? No. It was uh, mammal skin. I'm sorry, did you say mammal? I, th- I said mammal skin. Okay. It was, with uh, looked very elven. So not tabaxi. No. <laughs> um, we got a lot of races here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think the best way to describe this without 
describing it too much. Can we milk it? Hey, uh, Butch, was there was there anything on the the face forehead area? Just curious. There was. It's a fucking. There was. You son of a bitch. (laughs) Did it look like this, Butch? I don't know. Just curious. No idea. You did see a mark on the forehead of the baby. I. Butch will tell Gwen he saw a mark on the forehead of the baby. What the mark was, he doesn't know, as he was not told. (laughs) You weren't quite sure. I'll try to remember. Was it bite marks? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Oh my god. Dark. Damn it. (laughs) Super dark. (laughs) Look at out of nowhere. But the uh, the baby had the beginnings of hair. It was uh, still fairly bald as it was a newborn baby, but so the, no clue as to what race it is, other than it has mammal skin. It and has pointy, pointy ears. ears. Yeah. Point, Do you know how many races have pointy ears? Pointy ears, olive-ish skin, slightly so tan. So it could have been a goblin. Not no, like. Like Italian olive skin, not like green skin. <laughs> okay. When I say olive skin, I mean like how you pr- how you uh, describe somebody from the Mediterranean. All right, that doesn't really help because I it's, don't. It had. I don't know what color skins the the various twenty ish race tannish. Okay. Oh. Tannish. It had. Uh, Slightly br- reddish brown hair, the little tufts of hair that it did have. It was a tannish cub. If you're describing this to Gwen as he is describing it to you, Gwen's freaking out. I, I, I don't, I'm not even sure I know what color it is. It's a tannish olive brown haired baby. I, were there any facial features other than the ears? And the mark on the forehead? I'm assuming it had two eyes. Did the mouth look like... Did, was the nose dwarven, elven, halfling, gnome? It was, was a one nose. Of those races? It was a baby nose. It looked like the nose <laughs> of a baby. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, it was a baby. Funny baby. I don't know if you're aware of this, but baby. babies of humanoid races all kind of look similar. <laughs> okay. Let me let me just get this straight, Butch, just to make sure I understand this correctly. It had pointy ears, reddish hair, kind of like this, and something on its forehead. Just clarifying, that's what you said. Does Gwen have reddish hair? Yes. Oh. Okay. Just ask. Just do you, I, I don't exactly also, have pictures floating around here. Do you also want to describe the, the forehead thing? Because I don't think he realizes that. Oh, either. she's got uh, a, oh, no, like I a birthmark on, yeah. on her forehead. Yeah. A, roughly the shape of a crescent moon. That's true. But this she's also got other face tattoos she did on her own. But like this yeah. was a birthmark. Yeah. 
I didn't really see the shape of that mark on on the baby. And it was a it was a lady in white. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it could have been Saloon or Moonbeam, but or Moonbow. But if it had been, presumably I would have recognized that because it's a dream. And usually in dreams, when you see someone, you know who it is, even if they don't look like how they're supposed to look. But I only saw, so I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Very Did you have any spicy meats before you went to bed? I only ate spicy meats. <laughs> that that must have been it. <laughs> it was it was it was the skewers and skewers of spicy meats. Maybe. You weren't there for dinner, so I didn't have to eat turtle soup under some sort of yeah. obligation yeah. to you. It's. Uh, <laughs> Maybe maybe no spicy meats a couple hours before bed. Yeah, I and I think the the half a block of cheese also may have contributed. <laughs> well, the meats always give me trippy dreams. Well, for me, it's the cheese because let me tell you, we don't have a lot of that where I'm from. Mm. Not a lot of swamp goats. <laughs> so, did you? have a dream about a god giving you baby Gwen? I don't know. Hmm. Look, I'm a cleric. Usually when I have a dream about my goddess, I know it's my goddess. (laughs) So, yeah. Very frustrating. <laughs> roll, roll a religion check. <laughs> roll Why a is breakfast to determine whether my own goddess? Yes. Presumably, this I would is, have been told it's my own goddess if I recognized is, my own and, goddess. And, well, this is a dream. You have no idea. <laughs> no idea. May very well have been a false, a false dream, a false vision. You don't know. From a rival god. You don't know. Maybe. Curiouser and curiouser. I mean, when I have dreams about my parental lineage, I immediately recognize them and I know exactly who they are, even if they look younger or older than they should be or if they're horribly mangled. But I didn't have that with, with this character. So I'm not really sure what was It was probably the spicy meats. Uh, I think so. That's where my gold's at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gwen, are, are you in... Orphan? You know, no. it, it, it's <laughs> not. No. Huh. I mean, I have a parent still. And then I was sent off on my merry way, encouraged to see the world. And then this opportunity came up. But I mean, I, <laughs> as far as I fucking know, he's still around. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm very, this is 
All very overwhelming information all at once, it feels. What a crazy three days. Well, do you know if you have any siblings? No. I mean, I do know and I don't. As far as I'm aware. Roll a sibling check. <laughs> Roll a d20 to see how many siblings I have. 18. <laughs> We're all over the place. <laughs> I mean, this is not point to the symbol on my forehead is not like running around the village. Every other kid's got one. So it was kind of a big deal. And like they named me my name because they were like, is she gonna go nuts or is she gonna be a good girl? And then they were like, let's name her this because nobody knows it didn't. I don't know. Well, clearly the the baby that I had a dream about would be facing a very similar issue. But it was, it was in a dream. Yeah. I mean, you're not a baby. Correct. So. Hmm. Would they all know what my name means? Mm. It's, I guess it would be in. I mean, they're elves. Yeah. Right? Sylvan would be the, or would it be a, I don't know. I don't know. Um, at least uh, Arnon would. Uh, Elric, maybe not, because Drell speak under common, not Sylvan. Yeah. yeah, I for damn sure don't know Sylvan. <laughs> and I think in that like I... deluge of panic, I would have been like, why would you name your kid a gamble of shadows? Or I gambling with Elvish. shadows. Elvish, not Sylvan. Eh, same thing. It is? It is. It, it, it is now. It is now. <laughs> it's canon. It's the same. Because, I, yeah. <laughs> we established it It is. Here. It is now. Fuck it. I don't care. Hippy dippy tree people language. Yeah. Of course, it would be interesting if Saloon, in her aspect of Cindy Mumbo, had intentionally caused me to not immediately recognize her in my dream. But for what reason, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe she couldn't. Or maybe she didn't want to distract from another message. Could be. Or maybe Jeez. you got that dream from a different source entirely. I mean, Gwen, it's not like you've been cursed and you've gone dark, right? Definitely not. Yeah. So we're good. Yeah, I'm absolute. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Insight check? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to figure out? If she's gone... If my answer to if saying that everything up. is fine when he asked if I was cursed and going dark. Uh, yeah, it's like, right. it like, you're fine. I'm fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. You can, fine. Sam, do you know how to do a private role? Uh, I can change the drop down to a private GM role. 
Yeah. Do either your choice. Don't tell us what you're doing. Either a uh, pers er, persuasion or deception check. Do not. How say do I? I you might just have to do. Yeah, you might just have to add your modifier. He's old. Seem to have lost my character sheet. One second. Oh, I had to refresh. That's why. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. And what, what what were my options? Either uh, persuasion or deception, depending on how you want to play this. Private role. Um, message me in Discord. Let me know which one you did. Okay. Butch, she seems... She seems good. I'm shocked that Butch would think that. <laughs> I think it's just you believe... Like, yeah. You believe me, I said I was fine. Yeah, she said yeah. she's fine. She seems like she's fine. Well, I believe we've spent enough time concerning ourselves with one vision, dream. Are there any others? Would Arnon have told us? No. Yeah. I think since Arnon wasn't at dinner with us, I think I'd say, hey, give him the rundown of what we had already talked about, about the vision of the capital of Contacaria burning and a fire, what we can guess is a fire-breathing dragon. Um, and that we're, we want to bring that up to Calliope. So he's not like, so he's on the same page when we introduce the concept. <laughs> well, we do need to see her today. Yep. Arnon, you wouldn't know of any creature that spews a fire that's purple, would you? Um. Would I? Make a history check. Um. With advantage or normal? Mm, normal. So funny enough, while you were reading in your book, you did come across a uh, one chapter that talked about uh, beings being uh, corrupted after spending extended amounts of time in the Shadowfell. And uh, one of these things, one of these beings that it spoke of specifically was dragons. And how 
when dragons are trapped inside the Shadowfell, they tend to be twisted and corrupted to a point where their entire visage changes, including things like uh, their appearance as well as their breath tends to take on more aspects of the Shadow Realm. I don't know of any creature per se that breathes purple fire, but I know that some creatures can be twisted by too long in other planes, such as the Shadowfell. That that could cause what you're talking about. The more I hear, the less I'm, the less I'm liking this entire scenario. Knowing much about the Shadowfell, is that Arcana or religion? My vision wasn't in Shadowfell. Or did I... Would... I not... Never mind. Never mind. I'm just saying that the uh, thing spitting purple fire may have spent a lot of time in the Shadowfell or another plane. Yeah, or another plane. I mean, could it... And then just brought into this plane? Like, is that possible? Just pop it on over, have it ravage a town, pop back, time for lunch? Well, if we can travel between planes, there's no reason it couldn't. Butch, what were you asking? Oh, if... Uh, which which skill is tied to knowledge of the planes? Is it arcana or religion? Mm. I would say for the sake of this campaign, it would be more history. Lovely. I have the feeling we may need to go to the Shadowfell at some point soon. Oh, I hope not. We're supposed to see the general today, right? What kind of place is Shadowfell? It's um, the Twilight Realm. Is that a... Sparkly vampires. Is that like a, is that like a, a scary uh, twilight or like a, ah, the sun is setting after a hard day of work twilight and I shall rest and have tea. Oh, it's definitely not glittery vampires twilight. <laughs> it wasn't on my list. Maybe more um, creepy suck your blood and there's no sunlight to destroy them type vampires. Lovely. Can't wait. Gonna be great. But yeah, more like creepy, not like a good day is ending. Cool. 
so, uh, shall we go see the general? Sure. Yes, let's. All right. So, um, remind Rhett's next week. Between breakfast and dinner and all that, you're probably looking at two less gold in your inventory after breakfast and dinner the previous night. And you guys leave the tavern, walk up towards the general, and same room as always, and you walk in, and there's Calliope, like she never leaves, in the same spot as always, like an NPC in a video game. <laughs> um, does she have a question mark over her head? Uh, yeah, actually, she does. Um, no, oh, she's <laughs> sitting there. Um, Captain Maris is also in the room. Um, Captain Maris is sitting there. They got their one foot up on the table, arms folded, hands folded behind their head. Um, and you just hear hear them say to Calliope, ready get we're ready to go whenever uh whenever the other guys finish whatever the hell they're doing and calliope turns and she's like well speak of the devil it looks like they're they're here now hello i hope you guys uh you guys look a lot better so i'm hoping a day off uh let you guys rest and recuperate quite a bit yeah it's great very good so, like we were saying the other day, um, the ship has gone missing. Who's carrying vital, uh, apparently vital information, according to the uh, magical transmission that they sent us? Uh, they had docked briefly at the Scorching K, which is the small island on the southeast uh, of Kantakaria met with some spies there and uh, got some apparently invaluable information um, left and uh, never heard of heard from. They should have been here at this point almost a week ago and we have still not seen anything. So we would like you under the command of Captain Maris here to sail to the island uh, and then potentially find any kind of clues and uh, see what you can find out. All right. Before we um, leave, we I had a, a <clears throat> vision of sorts that I feel is worth noting, given the content. And while I wouldn't want to bother you, well, there's all of these corporeal things going on. Um, it was a vision of... What's the name of the city? Rockrealt. Rockrealt? Yes. Okay. It was... Uh, uh, Rockrealt. Uh, it was a vision of Rockrealt burning via a fire-breathing dragon that could have been potentially corrupted. It come from another plane. There was an army. It seemed invading in the Broken Down Gate. Carnage. But it was of the capital city of Kantakaria, and I 
don't want to not say something in the event that is important to you. So, I'm sorry, you had a dream that the city was burning? That Rockrealt was burning? It wasn't just a dream. It wasn't just it wasn't just a, a I ate something weird and had a dream. Like it was it was a, it was a vision after intense meditation. It's not unheard of and, and not common for for me and not to this degree. So it felt uh, important to note, perhaps. General. Yes. I whip my hand and gesture at her forehead, Gwen's forehead. She has been touched by the goddess Saloon since birth. I trust her word. Make, persuasion. Yeah, Gwen, make a persuasion check with advantage because of his assistance. Mm, why can't I do it at advantage? Uh, because is that is that still private? Ah, that's why. Here, I'll I can do this there. <gasps> Stunning. Nice. You might have to just roll it again because, yeah, because the fucking not so nice because, uh, yeah, they fucking Foundry updated and none of the mods have updated yet. So we're having some issues with Foundry. All right. So advantage okay. 17. She looks at you and she's like, OK, I will send, send words to Rockrealts and see. Make them aware of what you're saying here. Um, is there any more information you can give me? Or any of you? A purple flame. Purple flame. Potentially a dragon. Do you have any experts on interdimensional travel? That would be Or easy. just any other any anyone else who's I'm I I don't know how fruitful it would be, but like maybe I'm not the only one, you know? Like, sure. I'm sure I'm not. All right. I will uh, send word to uh, to Rockriot and we will see if what if there is any truth to these visions. Uh, you guys have not let me down yet, save for, you know, burning a boat in my harbor. But, you know, beginners, you know, we'll we'll get over that. Um, other than that, you guys have not let me down, so I will I will look into this and I will see what I can find. Is there anything else? I pull out the snack box, my snackle box, and I <laughs> offer her a snack this time. And I say, I appreciate it. Would you like a snack? Thank you, but I am OK. okay. Um, Ooh, burn. Well, I need better snacks. This is a challenge, and that's okay. I, I just had breakfast. <laughs> I'm just not very hungry right now, but I do appreciate you actually trying to pay back some of the shit that you stole. What do you know about the Shadowfell, General? <sighs> the Shadowfell? Um. Um. Not a lot, just rumors and uh, stories from when I was a child. Uh, it is a very similar to this plane, just very dark and 
not exactly a cheerful place, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know a lot about it, why? I feel it may come into play soon. Okay, I will uh, have some people here dig up any kind of research material they can on the Shadowfell. Especially travel to and from. Okay. Any? I believe that was all we had. All right. Well, Let's go sail a boat. Captain Maris. Yes. I believe your new team is uh, is ready for you. You know, Captain, we do have experience sailing. Yeah, I know. I have to fucking veer around that pile of shit that you guys sunk into the bay every time I pull in now. So thank you for that. Welcome. Shan, one last boat. Okay, okay, you, you got a point there. Now, if you guys are ready, my boat is docked at the bay, at the pier, at the dock, whatever you want to call it. Head on down there. I've got a couple things to pick up downstairs, and then I'll meet you guys down there and maybe... Yep, and we're going to beat you there. Yeah, you are, because I got race. shit I got to... Nope. You better hurry up. I'll snare her boat. <laughs> I don't remember. I oh, is, it, is it Bodie McBoatface? Yeah, it's Bodie McBoatface. No. It was the... Nerissa. Nerissa, yeah, the Nerissa. Mm. Thank you. The missing ship is called the Pearl Prize. That's right. All right, so I got a few things to pick up. Well, then. And then I will meet you guys on the boat. Feel free. Make yourselves at home. My crew can show you uh, to your cabins and we will get shoving off here in about two hours. All right. Sounds Gwen. like a plan. As we're leaving, I want to look out at the horizon again and see if I can see anything. All right, make a perception check. Too many buildings. Hey, Elric. Mm-hmm. I say we take it out without the captain. Uh, <clears throat> let, let's not make enemies. Oh, here. it'll be so funny, and then we can just, just sail it back in and pick him up. Hook onto the back of Butch's shell and try to pull him away from the ship. Yeah, we're... No. How about no. we we do that after we learn how to sail? I think I need boat shoes, though. <laughs> Is that better to jump over the side with? No, no. Um, the idea is that you, you you put your foot in into the shoe, but the shoe itself, uh, it's like a giant clown shoe, but like all around. So it, it spreads your weight. So turtles can stand on a ship without our feet just punching right through the weak boards. Oh, oh okay. you, you got to distribute that weight. Otherwise, it's like That's a valid. concentrated. Yeah, I weigh a quarter yeah. of a ton. And, yeah, uh, remember when you like jumped of off of the bitch. deck in yeah. that other boat? Yeah, I remember. My my crazy. shell still has notches in it. 
I'm not getting. I'm not getting those, those bits back? of shell back. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, Emory. I can't tell you how many times I put my foot through the boards while I was looking for that stupid cloth. Maybe you should have sunk it right there and then, and maybe it would be appreciated a little more. Uh, probably. Hey, uh, Emery, out of character, real quick. Uh-huh. Um, fuck. Um, at some point, we are going to have to have a conversation because I'm sure it's one of the fucked up modules. All of my scenes are gone. All of your scenes are gone? Yes, but it's like on the top left, the quick keys still let me pull, at least let me pull this one up. But under the scenes thing on the right, they're all gone. Every fucking one of them. And I had like 30 scenes loaded. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about we'll that. We'll talk about that later. Anyway. Yeah. So. You guys headed down to uh, to the ship? Yep. All right. So you make your way down to the Narissa, which is hopefully loads. Yes, it does. OK. Nice little like medium sized frigate, um, double masted. Uh, you guys are. I would pull up the. Uh, the docks, but that scene is gone. So we're going to skip that and do a little bit more of the theater of the mind. So you walk down to the docks, um, walk out. Narissa is docked at the end of what of like the first dock there. So you walk out. It's a handful of deckhands like strapping things down and uh, doing the typical like pre-sale checklist stuff, just getting things together, getting ready to sail. One of them sees you coming, looks over. Well, you guys must be the team that the captain was talking about. Come on board. That's us. Come on board. There's a couple cabins under under deck. Just throw your shit down there. So. Let's get you guys. Let's get this uh, activated here. About two hours later, or about an hour-ish later, um, the captain shows up, as well as, I'll, let me throw all of you on here, and you guys uh, shove off. You make your way out. Where the fuck is Rhett? Um, Rhett's, Rhett's, Rhett was following you. And we she leave her behind. No, she's she's on the boat and she's like, uh, I don't do well the first day at sea, so I'm just going to if you guys don't need me for anything, I'm just going to uh, go hang out in my cabin below decks, below decks. So. Good luck. I'll be down there. What the fuck was that? Oh my god. Hold on. My... What? Why? Sorry, I got all kinds of noises going on. Boundaries and open Oh my god, why is it doing that? 
Sorry, Foundry is going fucking crazy right now. Oh no. Give me a second. I need to get up. It's like hardcore uh, ambient noise here, which is fine, but it was turned way the fuck up. There we go. That should be better. Sorry about that. Foundry updates. Never fucking update, update Foundry when it first comes out. All right. Still loud as fuck. I'm just going to delete that. Get out of here. All right. It was like seagulls and waves just like bursting my fucking eardrums. Oh, yeah, that's uh... <laughs> Yeah, we're going to talk about that after the yeah. after the episode. All right. I, I, I went in and I turned the volume almost all the way down and it was still bursted my fucking eardrums. So I just deleted it. All right. So you guys make your way on board. And like I said, the captain, about an hour or so later, after you guys get settled in, uh, Captain Maris shows up and she's like, and and they're like, all right. If there's no more delays, let's fucking go. Should I the be able to see anything in Foundry? Oh, can you mm -hmm. I'll reload. I just want to make sure. Can anyone see anything? No, I see I gray. To reload to do it, but I Hold can on. see the ship. Okay. All right. All right, I'm reloading. Th that should be better. Oh, Foundry. Yeah. All right. Can you all see like now? Music. <laughs> no, we'll see it. Yes. I'm still reloading. I can see the Nerissa. All right. So. We're on a boat. I'm a boat, <laughs> motherfucker. All right, so my flippy flappers, they look at you and they're like, all right, so make yourselves comfortable. It's going to be about a two day sail to uh, the Scorching Key. So. Uh, have at it. And then she like. Turns around and she's like, all right, all hands prepare to sail. Sails unfurl lines cast off and all that and the boat makes way and heads out now. It's at this point where we're going to go ahead and take like a five minute break because um, it is just about 10 o'clock and then we will come back and see what happens uh, during this sail to the Scorching K key, All right. the Scorching Key, not K. So we will be back shortly. All right, we are back. And uh, before we get into it, quick announcement real quick. Um, Thank you to both Fredzilla and Halen Fox for your subscriptions to our channel. We appreciate it. Welcome to the club. All right. So continuing. You guys are on a boat for two days. I'm walking softly. Walking softly on a boat for the sake of brevity, yeah. because uh, we don't want to spend two actual full days just talking about sailing. Um, I would like, give me one second. I should have been more prepared. Uh, is actively working against you. It is. Freaking foundry. All right. Um, I would like somebody pick a pick a. Uh, somebody roll a d20. Who wants to roll a d20? <laughs> For the first day. Butch. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, no. Those natural ones. <laughs> They've struck again. So about halfway through. I need to get a, a cane and a top hat. 
for that. Yeah. Those natural ones. Hey. <laughs> All right. So you guys are sailing for probably about. You guys take off from the docks right around, you know, 8 a.m. You guys are sailing for close to. Uh, Maybe six hours or so, and then all of a sudden uh, from the crow's nest, you hear one of the sailors say there's something in the water. Ooh, you guys rush up to uh, the front and I would like everyone to whoever is looking, make a perception check for me. It's probably everyone. Perception. I am trying. I have done it. perhaps. The sun was in my eyes. <laughs> Those You're looking the wrong way, Ulrich. Ones. Ulrich's <laughs> studying the floorboards. Where's the water? <laughs> Wait, up there? Wait, where are we looking? There's water everywhere. What, Where's which? the boat? <laughs> so you guys are looking forward and off to uh, starboard just slightly. Um, you see a small boat. No, uh, no sails up. The sails are the sails are pulled down. And it's just floating there in the water. Do we see anybody on it? What kind of boat? A dinghy? It, it's a rowboat. It looks like, it looks like a, a yacht. <laughs> it looks like a small fishing boat, fishing boat. You look, um, it looks like, like I said, no sails are, uh, sails are up. It's, uh, you don't see much movement with those, uh, perception checks. Um, I got an 18. Yeah. So no movement. No Definitely movement. no movement. All right. Well, guys, you want me to go in and check it out? I mean, we could, uh, maybe shout out, see if, uh, somebody's... You're still quite a ways away at this point. The boat, uh, like Captain Maris has turned the boat towards, so you guys are making your way towards it. But it's probably going to be about uh, thirty minutes before you get. The, you guys oh. just saw this thing, and you guys are making your way towards that boat right now. Oh, best not to rush in. Yeah, I think Butch should uh, <laughs> jump guy. off the side into the boat to sink it. Maybe we should find out what's on it first, because what if what if this isn't nefarious? Well, you're out of one, so (laughs) (laughs) my gut tells me it's nefarious. I'm I'm assuming the captain has one of those cool spyglass thingies. Yeah, she does, and she see she's looking through it at this point too, and she doesn't notice any any kind of movement on the vessel. You guys are approaching now. Um, if there's anything else you want to like do before you actually get there, um, could be ghosts. All right, so you pull up next to this ship, and uh, the captain yells to the crew to like lower sail and everything and you guys she actually professionally stops the boat next to this small boat um and now it's it's off to the starboard it's it sits probably a good 
the the boat you're on is a good like three deck or three tiered deck ship. Like you have the main deck, then the lower deck, and then the bilge underneath. This small ship is like more or less one deck. It's got a little cabin on the back. Um, but like I said, it's a it's a fairly small fishing boat. It's actually uh, kind of odd to see something this small this far out. You're pretty far out. Yeah. Um, you don't see you don't notice any movement on the boat. You you take a look at it for a little while and it seems pretty much deserted. I need to go ask the captain permission to go look for uh, injured or sick on the boat. They're like, yeah, I mean, go for it. Just uh, don't uh, don't fall over or something. Just just go, just go. There's like a I, ladder, right? No, I just, just oh, fine. I'll use no. I'll break the ladder. You, I can't use the ladder. Over by rope. No, I'm gonna jump in the water. I can't. Are, if I if I use that rope ladder, I will I will break it. <laughs> are you gonna get back in the boat, Butch? If not that ladder. Oh God, I don't know how I'm gonna get back in the boat. You guys are gonna have to lower a rope for me, I guess. We, can 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 I? Is there a check I can make to determine whether or not the ladder will support his weight? Um, well, no, wait, no, hold on. Probably hold multiple sailors at once. So. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Like it, it's, it ought to be. You guys yeah, know eight, that. Can it hold three I mean, sailors on one rung? A typical rope ladder can support over twenty five hundred pounds. All right, You're gonna well, be fine. I'll try it. I'll try it. You'll be fine if it breaks. Mud on my face. The breaks, right? we'll figure It'll it be out. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll go down the rope and make if my. If you run it to a Scottish guy named Desmond, get the fuck out. <laughs> oh no! Not Penny's boat. All right, I make my my way over. Anyone want to come with? Anyone? Anyone? Not gonna let you go alone. Well, that's good. How far out is the boat at this point? You guys are pretty much right up next to it. Yeah, I'm gonna go down to the boat. Getting on a boat. All right. Who I'm gonna go stay as close to the like railing of our of the boat of the bigger of the Narissa as possible to like. Okay. So. Swing in if. Elric and Butch going down, correct? Uh, get that boat isn't uh, large enough to swing over to. Uh, is it? You could certainly try. Roll a swashbuckling check. Yeah, that yeah, would be good. a that would be an acrobatics check. Parkour. Uh, big money, big money, no whammy, no whammy. That is a four. Oh no! So you <laughs> grab a hold of this rope. Can I catch him? You swing out and kind of misjudge when to let go and your the rope hits its apex and then starts coming back and you let go of the rope and you sail over the fishing boat i gotta grab right. him come on <laughs> he's pretty far out you can you can attempt an oh. athletics check to see if you can reach up and grab him but he's I'm, pretty I'm made i'm made of athletics he is pretty far out yeah no you miss him uh, he, you bad. go splash Elric! right into the water on the I other the other side of the fishing boat i overshot it 
You think? <laughs> You're in the drink now. I'll, I'll put my arm out over the side to help him up. All right. So, yeah, you help him up. You guys are both. Is it just the two of you? Arnon, where are you going over to? Or are you staying in the boat? I'll stand at the ready. All right. So, yes, yeah. Will I? So, you two are now on the boat. Um, if you guys would like to roll investigation checks to take a look around the boat. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Something I'm uh, mildly good at. Hmm, 17 and a 22. All right. Wow. So, yeah, you guys are looking around and, and typical exactly what you were thinking. You guys see quite a bit of fishing equipment. Um, you open up the the back cabin and you smell it. First, the smell of decay. I'm going to ready a javelin just in case there's undead on here. And I can use it to poke things. The undead are back on the ship with me. (laughs) (laughs) So it hits your nose first, that smell of decay and like rotting flesh. Um, And... It's clear that these doors have been shut for a while. You know, it's like letting everything out that's kind of collected in there for possibly weeks. Um, and you, Eric, kinda... my 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 darker friend, I think we should stand back and allow the odor yeah. a chance to uh, wander a bit. Your eyes kind of water a little bit, and then once it aerates a little bit, and uh, it's a little less pungent uh you step in and you do see a uh half decayed like corpse of what you can assume was a fisherman um he looks like he has been dead for quite a while um searching the room you see charts um you see a couple uh, like notes about uh, preferable fishing locations and everything. Um, Make a survival check, either one of you or both of you. Survival. 13 for Butch. Uh, I I would like to assist Butch. Okay. Butch, you can uh, do it at advantage then. Which may or may not work. You might just have to roll it again because foundry. Okay. Uh, 21. Okay. Um, That was that was awesome. You can tell by these charts enough. From. That these charts do not really match where you're at. The depth of the water on these charts, there's a couple land formations that you don't see anywhere around you. Um, You can kind of guess uh, from a 21 survival, this boat has been drifting for quite a while. This is not where this guy was originally, uh, you know, was originally fishing when whatever happened to him happened. Um, hmm. It makes sense that, um, that Elric assisted Bush because Bush has like zero experience sailing and he's got, Eric, you've got like a 
good, really good head on your shoulders. So we, between the two of us, we're able to figure this out. Yeah. Now, no. there is like the the uh, bunk area and the next to the bunk, there's a small desk where a lot of these charts are. And um, on the top of the one chart that's on top, you see hastily scribbled on the top of it. Um, large storm rerouting. Oh. We'd best take all of this back to the ship. It's rotting. Oh, yes, this. Yeah, not the, not the corpses. The corpses I intend <laughs> no. to burn. Yeah, I think. Looks I think like I'm meat's back on the menu. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. All right. Sounds good. All right. So you take the. Um, charts and stuff back to the uh yeah it's just a storm i suppose that's uh no gwen's right i should have i should have prepared detect undead i'm gonna hopefully you won't need that hopefully all right i'm gonna poke around a bit more because i'm you know, worried. All right. Yeah, you look around a little bit more. You don't really notice anything else in the boat. Uh, it appears that he was the only passenger on this boat um, and possibly just got caught in some bad weather and kicked off course and couldn't figure out how to get his way home or potentially. Oh, it, was, it was just one. Yeah, it was just one guy. Um, potentially, Ugh. possibly had some sort of medical emergency. You don't really know what caused him to his death, but uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to look for personal effects he may have had in case those can be passed along to his next of kin. You do see a um, a necklace around his neck with the symbol of Melora, um, which you know is the goddess of the sea and the goddess of nature. Um, Rooting around everywhere else, um, you see some like rudimentary fishing equipment. It looks like this guy was not very well off, very, very much a poor fisherman. Um, so. Well, I suppose we should give him a burial here. I'll do a service. I don't. I'm trying to. I'm wondering. If, I suppose it would be completely inappropriate for a cleric of one god to even pretend to do the rituals of a different one. So I'll have to do my best. So after we get, gather up his personal effects, before we leave the boat, um, I'll give him the equivalent of last rites or whatever that uh, sure. Sani Moonbow would provide. Fantastic. Ugh. All right. So you do that, you perform that, and you head back to the 
the Narissa. Um, to complete that scene, uh, as soon as Butch completes his rites, Elric is going to summon the energy of the Firebolt cantrip and just slowly light this corpse on fire. All right. So, yeah, you do that. It takes it doesn't take a lot. It's in the heat of the cabin on the ocean. There's there's very little moisture left. He's basically mummified at this point. So the corpse ignites. The flame slowly spreads around to the wood of the ship. You make your way back on the Nerissa right as the the rest of the Viking funeral, the whole ship starts to ignite and Captain Maris pulls the Nerissa away as to to a safe distance um, as to not let the flames jump to that ship. And it goes quickly. It's only a matter of minutes before the ship is engulfed and sinks below the waves. I don't think we can have an outing without setting a boat on fire, guys. What'd you find? Well, we can lay out the stuff we found. (laughs) Documents of this fisherman's uh, last voyage and a storm that he encountered. Can I roll to see if I knew where the charts would be from? You can roll a survival check. I'm going to say go ahead and do it with advantage because you have multiple people uh, looking over this. Maybe even the navigator. 23. Okay, yeah. With with a bit of help from Captain Maris, as well as a few of the other crew, you look at this and these are not any formations you've seen on any maps. Anywhere? Anywhere that you're familiar with. These look like they, there's the one chart that has a coastline. And that coastline does not match up with anything that you've been familiar with. And you actually pull Captain Maris pulls out the charts that she has. And none of them match. This fisherman was playing Spelljammer. <laughs> oh, it's one of those damned astral boats. <laughs> well, Arden. Uh, and Elric. Do different planes have different sets of stars? I would assume they do. (laughs) Well, these... 
they yes and uh, well you did actually now that you say stars yes there would have been a couple star charts in there as well which also did not match what you were seeing or what you were familiar with that's a that's significant forgot about star that star charts were a thing actually to be completely honest have any of us traveled to the other continent or even know about it you would know about it yes but none of I you would have, know about it yes yeah. you would for sure but uh, none of you have traveled there would the stars be fundamentally different just on another make a nature on. check me yes since you're the one asking the question that makes sense you're from what you know yes the other side of the planet would potentially have different stars and different constellations in different locations but they would still be relatively similar and you would still be able to see that the, with the rotation of the planet, you'd still be able to see the same stars just at different points of the year. Is the land on um, two different hemispheres? The yes, kind well. I mean, yeah, the northern part of your continent is on a different hemisphere than where Kantakaria is. Kantakaria would be kind of like the southern hemisphere, whereas Mesh and Long okay, would be so in the northern would, hemisphere. Okay, so we would know the constellations in both You would. Uh, you would know them well enough, yes. Especially, uh, especially Gwen and Butch would know the constellations of the northern hemisphere because that's where they grew up. Yep. Would... I mean, is... Is it not... I mean, is... Complete sentences. Nope. Refuse. <laughs> Could it have been <laughs> from somewhere else entirely? Like, what do you? Not this. I, I, I got, I'm asking the group at this point. Like, mm. yeah. I mean, could it not be from from here? I mean, we've already whatever wherever we are. The idea that this dragon may have spent too much time in a different plane, and if we have it's the fishing boat. A fishing boat whose stars don't match our own. That guy and was a dragon. I very, highly doubt Very that. funny. But he's dead Very now. funny. Fool me once. No. <laughs> Clip that. Clip that. Portals of different expressions. <laughs> Fool me what? once. Jackrabbits do. <laughs> if two and things are connected. A, a massive storm. Could have been a magical storm that caused him to pass between worlds. That's a thing, right, Elric? I mean, it's entirely possible. So it's and a if thing. A and if your dream or vision about the dragon is true, then 
it would have to take an opening between the worlds large enough for something that large like a storm to even make it through the only question is why now who had the dream or vision about the veils between words the worlds getting thinner that's butch yeah that was me i was thrown through a whole bunch of different planes of existence a whole bunch of interdimensional stuff it's not fun very nauseating hmm. was there a storm in that, in that dream Adam? you don't remember seeing a storm per se this this guy found a storm tried to circumvent it apparently got sucked into it and ended up here would that mean that there's also would there have also been a matching spot on in, on this side uh, the missing boat our our missing boat could it have also gotten yeah. maybe an exchange of matter between the planes I'm not quite familiar with inner planar travel like ships passing in the night <laughs> <laughs> except a violent storm <laughs> like ships passing through hell got it there is almost no better way to have a ship disappear with absolutely no trace left behind have any of you have ever heard of someone doing that intentionally Absolutely not. I could only posit that um, storms such as that would, much like the fishermen here, it seems as though they it would catch you off guard. Maris is with us, right? Captain Maris? Yes. What's what's your take on all this? I have no fucking yeah. clue. I've never seen anything like this. The fact Wise that words. These, Wise words, Captain. I have been sailing since I was a kid. I have been to every corner of this damn planet. I have been to every country in this. I mean, save for Shan, but that's... I figured that's a given. I've been to every country on this continent and I've been to almost every single country on the other continent. I have never seen anything like this before. Elric, did you catch what kind of humanoid that corpse was? Any idea? I kind of didn't bother looking too closely at it. Would I remember? It, at this point, it was way too mummified to really get a good look or be able to figure out exactly what it was. It had been dead and rotting and drying out in this heat and for probably weeks at this point. So it was an olive? Yeah. <laughs> pointy ears? Yeah, I was going to ask about the pointy ears. I mean, we did burn it. Yeah, we did. 
I would say go ahead and Elric make a let's just say go ahead and make a post humorous uh, perception roll. I mean, the a bassinet is kind of vaguely boat shaped. Post humorous. Yeah, because he's already done. Uh, posthumous. Yeah, it's not funny anymore. Oh, posthumous. Posthumous, posthumous, whatever. <laughs> uh, Plus, I haven't been humorous yet. <laughs> nope, Pretty never humorous. have been, never will. Hey, oh, Butch, well. while you were off the boat, I found, I discovered something about our boat. Um, It was carved from the bones of an undead whale. No, an undead like whale. Myself. It is long and hard and full of semen. So, <laughs> now for the posthumorous. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, um, I feel you speak too highly of yourself. You, you do notice it, it had pointy ears, but they were. I mean, things shrivel when they die or when so they dry little, out. They were kind of droopy. However, these ones seemed oddly large for a for the state state this corpse was in. The ears seemed very pointed, but slightly larger than what you see on typical elves. We talking like Eladrin or Shadarkai or what? You don't know. Like uh, that Avatar movie. Huh? Like. Oh, <laughs> there was no Avatar movie. Wrong one. <laughs> so Elven, like Elven or Elven adjacent. Something, something fey. I don't know what lives. I don't know what what races live in what. I. Uh. So. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. No. No. Nope. What else? Anything else you want to discuss on this day or? I think she can sail while we talk, at least. Yeah, she's she, yeah, she's continued sailing like you guys. You guys are well on your way. Hmm. I was just uh, for the sake of brevity, whether or not we were going to continue this conversation or should we move to the to the next day? I'm going to prepare. I'm going to swap out aid for augury. OK. And my second level spell list. Okay. You should be able to do that on Foundry, I believe. I did it on Dean to Beyond because when I went to look to Foundry, my character sheet is just a whole bunch of blank. What do you mean it's a whole bunch of blank? I can see it. What the hell? What oh, the hell? well, earlier, earlier was a whole bunch of blank. Yeah, because that, that was also before I reloaded. Okay. But yeah, you should oh. be able to just to go into the spellbook and yeah, yeah, I will. set it. Okay. Are we all roomed together? 
Or do we have individual um, cabins? I would say you have there's probably on the size of this boat with. You probably are sharing. I'd say probably three. You probably have three cabins. So a couple of you are going to have to bunk up. Who am I bunked up with? Who would you like to be bunked up with? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, assumed, I assumed you were probably bunked <laughs> up with Rhett, but I didn't know for sure. Girl, I mean, that, that it's being bunked up with Rhett is fine. <laughs> Um, it sounds like a very big decision. No, I I want to. Gwen's gonna do some more journaling tonight. Make her last one she can hold. Okay, is that a four total? Three, my proficiency. Oh, three. Okay, cool. So you have three. I think I'm gonna have to add a couple to your inventory. I just we'll do that changed later. the quantity. Oh, you can Was, do that. Perfect. Yeah. Even better. Okay. Anything else you guys want to do today before we go into the following day? How about a long rest? No, I do not. All right. Yeah, it seems like there's enough of this day. Okay, so quite enough. Night comes again. There is enough crew on here to uh, to sail through the night. Um, morning comes, you know, you guys are for people who have not slept or aren't seafaring, some of you, it does take a little bit longer to get into your meditation routines or uh, sleep patterns. But uh, you do successfully get a full night's rest. Maybe not the most restful night you've ever had, but it's your first night at sea, but it does come. Next morning comes along and um, all right, somebody else roll a d20 for me. I'll do it. Elric. I don't want to be responsible for the next boat we have to burn. 18. It's not a one. Small mercies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, basically, the day goes without a hitch. Um, you sail. I doubt that. We're on a boat. Yeah, you guys are on a you, boat. You know, there's, there's lots of hitch knots everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you sail for quite a while um, throughout the day. Pretty much uneventful. A um, couple large waves shake the boat a little bit, um, but gets to be about mid to late evening uh, probably uh, mid to late afternoon cresting into evening time probably about four or five o'clock when uh, suddenly from the crow's nest you hear land and you the and Maris shouts to you guys well looks like we're here about a half an hour and we'll be uh, docking at the scorching key good we got a decent beer is it a large like, can we see it? Like, is it a large port city or? This is pretty much just an uninhabited island. Oh, stunning. Oh, maybe not then. Totally so, uninhabited. Perfect. You guys make your way forward. And like I said, probably about another half an hour or so. 
and she suddenly you hear her yelling out commands. Sails start dropping. Anchors drop. Um, Butch, go get the white claw. The okay. white white claw. Cloth. Oh, cloth. I told him to go find a white cloth. <laughs> it's like I don't think they have white claw here, but <laughs> I'm trying. Nope. Um, so you, as Doc, or they uh, anchor the boat. Boat comes to rest probably a few hundred feet, a few hundred yards away from what you see is a small, rocky island, rocky short island with uh, one dock off the off the edge. Um, you see in the middle the remains of a broken down small little shack almost and Captain Maris walks over and she's got a couple they've got a couple of crewmen over there uh, on the edge of the boat with a small little rowboat starting to get it uh, get it together and uh, pulling off the side they're like alright it's your turn you guys it's turn to do something go uh Check out that island. See what you can find. All right. Away we go. Mm-hmm. All right. The breach. Fine. I'll use once the rope more, ladder. brethren. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys get into the rowboat and row over to the dock. And now let me get you guys with us. We're going to say Rhett's still uh, sleeping it off. Sleeping off her, uh, sleeping off her, uh, motion sickness. sickness. Yeah. All right. So let me get you guys on here. Ah, what a small island. Yeah, it's a, it's a little guy. And you guys. (laughs) Someone's private hut. And like I said, it's a this is a very small little K. It's got uh, pretty much rocky terrain around the side. There's a little bit of grass, a couple trees, a couple bushes. And then there's this one, this uh, small shack that looks like it's falling apart, like uh, very ramshackle, very uh, tattered and torn. What do I see stepping off? <laughs> 17 investigation. Pretty much everything Same. that I just told you. You see, uh, not a lot on this island. I'm using my sense of smell. Let's go look in this shack. All right. So you walk into the shack. I'm you going wanna... to, before we enter the shack, uh, <laughs> A mage hand, the door open from like 10 feet away. All right. So, yeah, you mage hand. As soon as your mage hand hits the door, it falls off the hinges. I'm just going to go inside, guys. All right. All right. So make uh, whoever wants to make an investigation check for the inside of the shack. Holy shit, Damn. I should know who built this fucker. That is a 29 (laughs) on investigation. All right. So, Arnon. 
you're looking around this small, uh, this small shack. Like I said, it's very dilapidated, very falling. It seems like it's falling apart. Dust, cobwebs, scraps. You do notice the one table right in the center. Um, there are scraps of food uh, still there. There's a couple plates, some silverware and everything. And um, food that looks like it's just now starting to mold and go bad. Um, looks like if you were to guess, probably about a week old. Um, bread, scraps of bread. Um, must have good preservatives here. Yeah, really good yeah, fucking preservatives. Yeah, amazing food. No, uh, more or less, uh, it's to the to the age of decay that you could tell it's probably about a week old. Um, small little side room with uh, a couple broken barrels and boxes, but you don't really notice anything other than just like tattered scraps. Then you turn and the other other room to the side has a couple of uh bunks um, laid out. You do notice uh, on the table, though, next to the scraps of food, you do see a small note um, that just says, uh, we sent word we are leaving the uh, we sent word that we are leaving the island, a large storm to the north. So we hit we're headed west to make our way around before turning north. Prayers to Melora for safe travels. I'm sorry, did it um, did it have a name on it or? No. It was very hastily written. Is there so, any way to connect it with the boat that we're looking for? You would assume that this is probably from the people is sitting next to these scraps of food um, that the time frame kind of matches with when this boat went missing. So this is just like a safe haven spot. They yes. were meeting someone they here, were, weren't they? Yeah, you knew that they were meeting people who were uh, spies. They were meeting spies who were deep within the Shanian borders uh, to get intel from them. So this is kind of like an off the grids, off the grid uh, island safe haven type. So they headed west, it said? Yes. So they headed west to try and avoid a storm. I think we should show this to the captain. I agree. Is there any anything else of an import? Not that you can see. Not really. Like I said, everything looks pretty ramshackle and falling apart. No spare javelins. No, no spare javelins. No additional no. food stores. Mm. Cookies. No, no cookies, no <laughs> snacks. Sorry. No um, candy. No, you can tell that this is basically like you said, this this shack was designed to be a safe haven, a layover point. So that way people did not see directly where these spies were coming or going. OK, I'm I'm going to look for their alcohol. <laughs> OK, 
Go ahead and make an investigation roll. Oh, investigation. You're searching for something? That's investigating. Hey, Would I you got like a me to good. assist you with that? I'd like you to do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assist with the search for alcohol. All right, go ahead and make Which, an investigation Which way are you just roll. staring at the corner? Oh, no, wait. Uh, he said he wants me to do it for him, so yeah. let me... You find half a bottle of rum. Excellent. That's just enough for you, Punch. <laughs> yeah, nothing like an imperative. All right. So you guys headed back to to the boat. Yep. Let's go tell the captain. All right. What we found. And there's nothing that we can see on the grounds, right? No, not really. This is a uh, pretty barren and deserted island, it seems. All right. Back on the ship. Can I do a survival check to look for tracks of anything weird? Sure. All right. 18 survival checks. So you do see uh, quite a few humanoid tracks um, going to and from uh, this shack. It looks like they're basically going from to the shack back to the dock, just back and forth between those two areas. That's really all you see. It looks like uh, quite a few sets of footprints. All right. All right. So. Make sure I select the right thing. So you guys make it back onto the boat. Maris is standing there. I like. Find anything. Rob found this. They look at the note west. Why would they? Because you know that this this island, like the uh, the base of Contacaria. Uh, the southern tip of Contacaria, this island is on the uh, southeast corner. Um, I would pull it up, but I lost all my fucking maps. So um, I'll throw it in the Discord chat so you can at least see it. Um, fuck off. Haste. Nope, that didn't work. Copy. Oh, to paste. So you can see there the the island. It's not exactly to scale, but the island is that big island on the bottom. And then uh, Castellatri is on the eastern side in that little inlet right there. So the idea of going west before trying to go north doesn't really make much sense. Maybe they were moving based on information they received. Yeah, and they said uh, they were trying, trying to avoid to a storm. Storm, which means the storm was to the north. East. They said the storm was to the north. Right. Okay. So the storm was between the island and the mainland. That's uh, that's what it appears. Yes. Uh, are we able to see any kind of rumblings in the sky? 
from our current position. Make a perception check. And that that boat we discovered that was to the west of this island, right? It would have been to the east because you guys came around the tip. We came from the okay. Yeah, because you came from uh, Castellatri is on the east. Oh, I see it. Yeah. yeah. So um, well, we we lost a couple days resting too. So this is this trail pretty cold. When when the general called you in about this, she said that the boat should have docked two days prior to that. Then and you then rested. We, then you went and fought the Duragar. Um, and that, so that would have been the th- uh, and then you rested for a day after that. So two, three, four days. So you're on five. Then you left on the fifth day. And then there were two days to get there. So it's been about a full week since they were supposed to have shown up. Elrock and I are checking the skies. Yeah. Um, you do notice some dark clouds. But that's all you really notice at this point is just some dark clouds uh, in the sky. Roughly to the north-ish. Northwest of of the island. I wouldn't normally be one to be paranoid of a weather pattern, but I get the feeling we ought to avoid dark clouds, at least for the time being. I could do a little augury. By all means. All right. Let me read that spell again real quick. I, I'll I'll bring it up. Oh, no, is it going to be? Yes, it is. Okay. Let's see what kind uh-huh. of divination tools would be appropriate for the moon goddess. Nothing is an option, and I love that for us. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I like Yay. wheel, woe, wheel, and woe, or nothing. Mm. All right. Um, so, my question for um, Sunny Moonbow is if we are to. S- Sail back today. That is our specific course of action within the next, oh gosh, 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, are we looking at good or bad or both or neither? Yay. Are you, talking about, are you asking about sailing back to the mainland? Oh, where where do we want to go? Is it not the mainland? West. No, I mean, yeah, I just want to like. Are you asking about sailing north straight back to the mainland through the dark clouds? Or are you asking about sailing west? I'm asked. Oh, I could ask about west. Would you prefer west? What do you guys think? I mean, it has to be west. a course of action. All right. So if if we are to sail west, and you said that's toward the dark clouds. 
No, the dark clouds are north of you. Oh. The boat went west, according to the note. Right. Oh, no, I've gone cross-eyed. Which you would also know west is towards Rockrealt as well. Right. Wouldn't we be more interested about the dangers of sailing towards those clouds? But we, I mean, if those clouds are indicative of a storm, and the storm is what got the fishing boat, but here's the thing, if the boat we're looking for got sucked into the whatever that is, they were going west. So if we go west, are we just repeating what they did? Okay, let's ask that. Okay, so you're... Okay, so explain to me exactly what you're asking. Uh, I think we're asking if we are to sail west following the same path as the boat previously, will those results be good for us or bad for us or neither or both? So... Describe to me the casting of this spell. Um, I believe. Hold on, let me look at my character sheet. What do I got? Oh, come on. Yeah, um, hmm. would it be possible to use my thaumaturgy to generate lights that could be randomly affected by the by this other spell? I don't. I, like, I don't have anything. I mean, presumably it would because this sure. is in my repertoire. Sure. Um, so I'll use my thaumaturgy to create um, uh, two different sets of the phases of the moon, um, which can float above me against a, a dark background. So this could be done below deck. Um, then allow the powers of to show me the results of the spell. Okay. So you have multiple phases. Yeah, so if you've got the new moon and you've got the full moon and then you've got the waxing, different Waning. different phases of yeah. waxing, different waning yeah okay okay so and you are asking whether or not sailing west in the direction that the boat went is going to be favorable or not following the same path that that okay. it had taken so you see these floating phases of the moon around your head and you ask this question and it appears to you certain things start dimming and growing brighter. Dimming, growing brighter, dimming, growing brighter. 
uh, almost like a roulette wheel, spinning and spinning, spinning. Then it seems to come to rest. Most, almost everything fades. Yet you see, you look to your left and you see one full moon. And you look to your right and you see one new moon. And you are stuck in between these two images of a full moon and a new moon. Showing the positivity and the negativity. And they flash one more time. And you can't quite see, you can't quite picture which one. If either one of them is brighter than the other. So knowing your relationship and knowing your faith, you get the feeling that <clears throat> heading west could potentially lead you to answers, but also could potentially lead you to something very dangerous as well. Well, we're looking at answers if we sail west, but we're also looking at danger. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. I already voted on West. West sounds as good as any. Uh, I think it's better. This is definitely the call of adventure. Captain Maris looks at you uh, and they go, all right, so West. West it is. Let's go West. All right. She starts shouting all the, you know, way anchor, hoist the sails, whatever other fucking sailing terms that they that shout. Loose the mainsail, raise anchor. Yeah, Ugh, all that I hate shit. that spell. <laughs> I hate that spell so much. <laughs> all right. And you guys are off. You start sailing. You're sailing west. Um, it's getting close to dusk at this point, so the night crew takes over. You guys continue sailing. Um, is there anything else you guys want to do before you rest for the evening? I think Elric is going to stay up on deck um, late into the night. Kind of watching the stars. Okay. Make yeah, a make, don't change on us. Make a perception check for me, Elric. I'll be sharing that rum with the crew. Okay. Apparently you're sharing some with Elric too, because... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you stay up on deck for a little while, but eventually... 
the the day of sailing starts taking its toll and you realize that you really do need to rest. Oh, the rub was in my sailing. eyes. So <laughs> sorry. You all find your nightly rest, and then early in the morning. About five five thirty. I don't have that baby dream again, do I? Not Please. tonight. However, about five, five thirty. You are all awaken awoken by a loud crack of thunder. You rush. Grab your stuff, rush up to the deck. You feel the boat swaying side to side. You run up, you hear shouts from everyone. Uh, shouts of orders, shouts of commands, shouts of agreement and understanding from all the deckhands as well as Captain Maris. Uh, you run up to the deck, you see Captain Maris standing there holding the wheel against. Uh, it looks like she's straight. It looks like they're straining to hold the wheel. You feel rain pounding down on you from the sky. You look up. All you see are dark clouds and rain everywhere. Wind whipping through at probably 50 miles an hour. Um, Captain Maris sees you guys walk up and they're like, it came out of nowhere. We, there was it. It was clear skies. And then all of a sudden this storm sh hit us. ships listing from side to side uh, ropes flapping all over the all over people running trying to grab ropes trying to keep things steady um, everyone make a strength saving throw shut stunning uh, butch All right, Butch and Elric, you're able the the boat lists really a wave hits the boat lists hardcore uh, to the starboard side. Elric, Butch, you guys are able to grab onto something. Gwen, Arnon, you reach, you miss whatever you were trying to grab onto. You guys start sliding across the deck and slam into a nearby uh, into the the rail on the edge of the boat. You both take six points of bludgeoning damage. All right. Uh, can I cast bless on them? Are they within range? Um, how what's the range of bless? It's 30 feet. What is what does bless do? Um, it'll let them add a D4 to their saving throws. Uh, you can now, but it's not going to affect that. It's too late for that one. Oh, yeah, but we're in a storm. Yeah, you're in a storm. If you want to, absolutely. Yeah, go for it. I mean, yeah. All right. So you cast a bless on it, it, who all does it affect? Um, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do all three. I'll okay. do Elric, Arnon and Gwen. All right. Hold on. Let me get some more appropriate music going on, because this is terrible. Not quite the caught in the middle of the storm music. 
It's great if you're Harry Potter caught in the middle yeah. of a storm. <laughs> so the boat's listing from side to side. Is it also front to back? And side to side? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes it is. Okay. Catching it from all sides. Yeah, I was just trying to get a clear picture, you know. Oh, I thought, front, I thought you were doing to the left, to the right. Side. To side. Oh, shit. Ooh. Cross, cross. <laughs> all right, so you guys go tumbling. You slam into the, uh, into the wall, or into the, uh, guardrail. The boat comes back on on plane. Storms, lightning, flashing everywhere around you guys. Uh, Captain Maris is struggling to hold the boat steady. Um, it's you guys are the boat is going into these waves, these big waves. And then all of a sudden you see uh, one of the ropes for the mainsail snap and start whipping all over the place um, and come straight towards uh Gwen and Arnon, where you guys ran into the wall. So I need both of you to make dexterity saving throws. Hey, they got a bonus of D4, right? Yep. Huzzah. All right. All right. Yeah, both of you are able to duck out of the way as this rope comes whipping right past you. Um, there is one crew member, though, that's beside you that uh, isn't so lucky, and it whacks them right in the face, and they fall to the to the deck um, not looking very hot um, going a few more feet in um, Captain Maris is going to let's see one second here she's able to hold on to the to the wheel just enough to keep the boat steady Man, I can hear the ropes creaking and everything I know right yeah it's like every time you move I have it I hear the ropes. <laughs> it's the boards. It's it's ambiance. I love how you're doing that. <laughs> yeah, right. Can, Thanks. Can I cast guidance on uh, the captain? Absolutely, you can. Yeah. All right. And you guys are going back and forth fighting this whole uh, this storm um, for probably about 15, 20 minutes. And then uh, I would like everybody to make another strength saving throw. Don't forget oh, no. your your D4. Your D4. Nine. Elric, you got a D4 as well. Yeah. All right. Everybody's able to hold on except for Arnon. This time the boat lists the other way. You go straight across the deck, slamming into the other. Ugh. The other uh, other guardrail, seven points of bludgeoning damage. Am I uh, next to Butch now again? <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know where all of you were, to be honest, at the beginning of this. But uh, I feel like Butch is probably close to the middle of the boat, not near one of the sides. Um, while, I, while I zoom past him, I'm going to say, Hey, Butch, you know why they name ships females? Why? Why is that? Because their plastrons are convex. 
You use such strange words. <laughs> Can I? How likely, if I were to write something down, would it remain unsmudged at the moment? Uh, there is rain pouring down, waves <laughs> crashing over. The if deck. you really want to remember that joke, I'll tell it to you again after the storm. <laughs> yeah, there is. Wonderful. Yeah. Disregard it, what I was saying. You, you probably not. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, waves <laughs> crashing over the sides, rain pouring down. This continues back in for probably another 15, 20 minutes. And then uh, let's do one more strength saving throw for Captain Maris. Um, that's Sailor, okay. who's looking pretty bad. Uh, can I cast? Is, is is he like knocked out? Yeah, he's knocked out. All right. Well, I don't think I'm going to be able to get close enough to him to stabilize him. So I better cast healing word on him. Okay. I mean, I feel like it's my job to keep people alive. All right. All right. Yeah. So you cast healing word and this he looks he, he pops his eyes pop open. He's looking uh, pretty dazed, but he he gets up. And right when he does that, Captain Maris shouts, grab the rope. And he the same rope that whipped him in the face, he reaches up and grabs it, um, pulls it down and ties it onto a nearby cleat. Um, this storm continues wrecking the boat back and forth and back and forth for probably a total of about 15, 20 minutes. But for you guys, it feels like hours. Um, and then suddenly you see the the clouds start to part. Um, the rain starts letting up. The lightning and the thunder start sounding farther and farther away. Um, and the ocean starts calming. And then you guys emerge into clear waters. Um, Is it, are the stars out? Make a per, everybody make perception checks. Can I use a... <laughs> Bless. Bless for that. <laughs> yeah, I believe you can. I guess saves. Uh, is it just saves? It saves. Okay. Yeah. So, um, saves and attack rolls here. Well, Arnon saw. So, oddly enough, it is bright daylight out. Oh boy. And we were only in the storm for a half an hour. Roughly about half an hour. That feels right. Arnon, you look out. This there is something strange about what you see. Is it Butch? Yeah. <laughs> Elric, what's going on? Um, I don't know. God, you see, you're uh, sailing in the middle of a vast ocean. It looks the same, but different. The sun is brighter and 
looking down, the water is crystal clear blue. Whereas the night before it was, you know, typical murky ocean water. This is crystal clear and you look down and it just. If it wasn't for the fact that it got darker with depth, you feel like you could look through it for miles. I don't think we're in Castellatra anymore. You think this is the good part or the bad part, Butch? Uh, yes. Spoken. Spoken like you got it. Can we see any land? Yeah, anything on the horizon at all? Is there a circus on the horizon? Because I will scream. <laughs> uh, Arnon is the only one to see it with that perception check. Far, far, far off on the distance, barely visible on your eyesight, you see. This a, a, a tiny speck of what looks like raised land. You don't know how far away it is. You don't know how high that potential cliff maybe raises over the water. But all the way around you, this is the one thing you see. Land ho. Then while you're looking in that area, you see something shiny, something reflecting the lights, or is it casting light? This glimmer raises up from the land. A bright beacon reflecting the sunlight. The object raises high into the sky. And then you notice it starts to get bigger and bigger. The reflection of the light is so bright, it is almost blinding you. You have to kind of put your hand up to to block the light. Squinting. Is that everyone now? At this point, yes, at this point, Arnon would have, I would assume, pointed out Dragon Ho. You're supposed so, to leave them. Don't don't drag them. Squinting your eyes and peering over the top of your hands, the object gets closer and closer. And then suddenly you notice what was just a shape, shapeless glimmer starts to gain form. It goes from appearing small and somewhat round, seeming oblong. The sides of it appear to be wobbling. Peering through the reflection, you see the object not only is bouncing, not only is bouncing in the light from the sun, but appears to be the object itself appears to be golden, making the reflection that much more intense. The object continues to get closer. The wobbling side sides you can see now are wings and they aren't wobbling. They're flapping, propelling this object closer to you. 
It's now about the size of your thumb, and you can't tell how far away it is. Details start to emerge, a long body adorned with brilliant golden scales, wings that that's arms match the same golden brilliance, but whose membranes appear clear and vibrant, almost like they were made out of diamonds. The creature moves closer and closer, flying at an unimaginable speed and bearing straight towards your ship. Suddenly, a booming growl fills the air. The flapping stops as the dragon goes to, into a glide down towards your ship. Closer and closer the beast glides, larger and larger it appears. Immense. You think it has to be close, but it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Illusion of distance skewing your perspective. Suddenly, the dragon goes into a full dive towards the bow of your ship, screaming screams of commands from the captain. Prepare for impact! Screams of terror from the crews. The gargantuan beast is about to crash into the ship when, at the last mo moment, it adjusts its course, lifts into a steep climb over the bow of the ship. The reflection of the sun becomes the brightest off... The reflection of the sun becomes brighter off of the, the underbelly, too bright to handle. Then a flash, immense light, but in an instant it fades, and where there was once a massive dragon, a humanoid figure floats down, descending onto the deck of the ship. A tall, slender figure with sun-kissed brown skin and a long, smooth and long, smooth golden hair that comes down to mid-back floats down, their bare feet gracefully touching down on the deck boards. Their arms gracefully held out to their side, their golden robes loosely open in a deep V that reveals its lithe but muscular chest. They turn their head towards you and stare with a look of slight annoyance, and a deep voice speaks calmly yet assertively. Who are you, and how did you get here? accident where are we he looks confused you you don't know where you are where were you we had passed through a storm We were in the waters south of Contacaria. I am not f that familiar with that word. Where are we now? You... You honestly don't know. We might have an idea. We know we're... We have a good indication we're not where we started. Is this... The Shadowfell? A grin... comes over his... Right. Your friend is right. This is... This is not what the Shadowfell looks like. This is... You are in the elemental plane of water. Oh. He looks at you. He's like, why the shadow fell? And you just see this 
searing almost anger in his eyes when he asked when you mentioned that word. We've received visions from the divine. One of a dragon attacking our most important city. It breathed purple destruction. We had thought perhaps it had come across the dimensions, across the plains. We followed a ship that had disappeared a week hence. And we arrived here. Do the dragons here breathe purple flames? He just kind of laughs. He's like, I am the only dragon here. And no. I beg my pardon and I'll, hey, I bow. He looks up. Wait, you mentioned the, did you mention the ship? Sorry, that you were following. Yeah, I mentioned okay. the ship. Okay, I thought so. He looks up. He closes his eyes and tilts his head up towards the sun. Yes. Another ship did come through here about a week ago. While I was away, the crew were confused. It sailed. It's it sailed east. Find them. And I will attempt to remove you from this realm. As Thank you. The uh, quicker you are out of here, the better. You are not meant for this realm, and it's it would be best for me if you left as well. Would 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 we know who this is? Mm, probably not. It, uh, then I then I ask, is this your realm? He laughs. It's more of a. I guess you guys would call it a vacation spot. For me, this is uh, a place I come when I do not want to be disturbed, as the majority of the residents here reside either underneath the waves or far off to the point where I can be here in peace when I'm not fulfilling my other duties. Other duties. Yes. What other duties do you have? (laughs) He looks at you and he says, Since none of you seem to know who I am, I am Tithonus. I am Thane of Saldor. Here we get the spelling on that. 
His name is Tithonas. It's T-I-T-H-O-N-N-A-S. And he said he's the Thane to Sardor. S-A-R-D-O-I-R. Did you say he was gold or bronze? Um, his scales were gold, but his wings were like a clear diamond-ish. Um, I'm not sure if any of you would realize. Mm, go ahead. Anybody who's proficient, go ahead and make a history check. Aww. And uh, actually, also on top of that, anybody who's proficient, make a religion check as well. You can do that. Just no, kidding. you can't. I Those can't. natural ones. <laughs> mm. All right. I did better on my history roll. Elric. You would know that he is a topaz dragon. You've read topaz stories as in the gem. Yes. Butch, you have heard of Sardor before as the basically the god of the gem dragons. He is a ruby dragon that is the deity of is one of the dragon deities. He is along the same in the same pantheon as Tiamat and uh, fuck, I just for uh, Bahamut. Bahamut, thank you. Name escaped me. Uh, uh, guys, he's basically a god. He's a god. We're, uh, we're fiat, by the way. Four elves and a turtle, and it's confusing because there's only three elves here right now. What at this at this probably, point, um, Rent has come up uh, and is standing. Oh, I bet she's real sick right now. Yeah, she. She's looking greener She's than Butch cardboard. right now. There's, She's there's, a, there's four, four elves. In She's a cardboard cutout. I think just trying to like bow as extravagantly as possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he just kind of the <laughs> Tithonus just kind of looks somewhat pleased, but more annoyed. Can I offer you treats from our homeland? <laughs> it's not really our ship. Uh, the captain over there. Rain is just like. <laughs> They're doing their absolute best. We didn't yeah. mean to come here. Like we didn't mean to disturb now. your your vacay. Total accident. Yeah, we'd like to leave as well. Fair now. Search for your ship. I believe they went east, however. And he looks at you, Elric. Your mention of the Shadowfell worries me. For recently, my domain here has been compromised by another invading force that has terrorized these waters that I believe came from that horrid land. 
What would you have us do? <sighs> Search for your ship, but beware this other captain that roams my land. And if you can, dispose of her. She came in much a similar way as you. Through a storm in the night, her ship shrouded in fog. Eerie noises. Stench. So I know um, where what uh, realm celestials are from. Um, you would know that celestials have are uh, actually uh, make a religion check. No. Oh no, I don't. I no, don't. you have no idea. You can ask me. Do you know where Celestials are from, Butch? Do, do I Butch. even have to roll for that? No, you would know that depending on the Celestial, depending on the the god that they are working for, whether it be a god, a planar, or any other kind of Celestials, they are actually uh, separated into multiple different realms, multiple different planes, depending on which... Because each, each deity has a plane of existence that they are um, more or less bound to. Um, and then each deity in those planes has their own civilization, so to speak, of celestials. I'm cutting out real bad, so I missed most of that. So just assume I summed that up. Hey, uh, Tethanos. Um, do you happen to be familiar with a black winged celestial with a golden side? <clears throat> no, this is not of my realm. I believe you are describing. And he looks. He kind of tilts his head and closes his eyes again. I believe you're describing a death pact angel. But I am not familiar with where they reside. Cool, cool, cool. You know, never mind. Death pack, Angel, that's kind of uh, foreboding. Do, uh, do, do folks who make death packs reside in realms like these? Realms like... I just... other ones. Different planes. There are... Do they have realms? There are countless realms. Okay. There are countless realms. Stunning. Thank you. 
Is it like uh, egocentric to call ours the prime material plane to somebody like this? Claiming our plane as primacy seems like the, <laughs> the, kind, the kind of we... hubris that you don't want to engage in with a dragon yeah. god. <laughs> like, we're from the prime material plane. We're from you know, the, the plane that matters. We're from some shitty material plane. Yeah. <laughs> You'd hate it. Don't even bother. Just send us back. Um, it... We're from material plane 414. Yeah, that's just its number now, 414. You might yeah. be familiar. Uh, um, Is there a symbol or sigil that you leave behind uh, whenever you you know place your mark on something again I am just the Thane I am not the deity I am the right hand of the deity of course Of course, we don't want to do anything to interrupt or further upset either you or uh, your Souter. If you have any... Would you know exactly how we can get from here to the Shadowfell. We are... We're sailing blind. To get here, to get to the Shadowfell from this location, through these... I am sure you're aware of the storm that you passed through. These storms have been growing more and more frequent as of late, opening gateways between this plane and others. However, they are very random in where they choose and who they choose, where they, where they arise and whether or not they choose to transport people. Seems as of re recent years, the veil between the realms has thinned slightly, causing more of these portals, so to speak. There is, there are ways to travel directly through to the Shadow Shadowfell. However, I believe that beings of your power are not quite there yet. Although there is always sigil. Sigil. And he looks off. Make a history check, Arnon. And, uh, but, or I'm sorry, Elric and Arnon. 24? Yeah. Yeah, you've got this one. 
Arnon, in your book, you read about um, a city named Sigil that was a nexus point of the realms. That had pathways to pretty much anywhere you could imagine. But you, when reading it, you wrote it off as you just kind of brushed it off as fantasy. You, something like that couldn't possibly exist. It sounds ridiculous. Uh, I would share that information. Ah, Butch fell off the boat. Can <laughs> you grab him? I don't know. My strength <laughs> checks have not been good today. I meant the Thane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could you grab our turtle? <laughs> you, should, you, should, you should be fine. He's, He's only 540 pounds. He'll be fine. So... He looks across each of you. And I lost. Hold on. Again. Search for your crew. Beware this dark ship. It is not my responsibility to protect the Tritons, Marids, and others who dwell in this realm. But if you happen to take care of this dark captain and her crew of the damned, I'm sure they would be very grateful. Before I leave you, though, and she turns over. And I hate doing this while she's gone, but timing. She lo He looks at Rhett. I sense something in you. Your mom called. And your, your mom called? She, tell her I, 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 I she do not want to be your messenger. Tell her to lose my number. That was a one night stand. And... <laughs> No. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> he, he just goes on and on and on. <laughs> he walks over towards Rhett. And you just see Rhett staring up. You. There's something about you. And he... For a split second, you see his hand revert back to the dragon claw. And with his other hand, he reaches down and pulls off a scale and hands it to Rhett. When the time comes, you will know what this means. And backs up and Rhett just kind of looks at it. 
folds her fingers around it and tucks it into a pocket. Now, find your ship and leave my realm. Are you going to help us leave when we find that ship? Do you have any recommendations on how to get back? Yes, I can. Yes, that's what he said. Okay. I don't. Just, cool, I go, just asking. Just go chillax. I. I, got this. I cannot you. take you directly to your <laughs> home, but I can start you on the path. And cool. At this point, he goes to the bow to the bow of the ship. He starts levitating up in the air, and you just see this bright flash as he transforms back into the dragon and flutters off. Flutter is probably not the best word for a dragon thing <laughs> as he flies off back towards where he came from. He wings away. He wings away. So, Butch, crew of the damn dark ship, that'd be stuff that you like to kill. We just shared air breathed by a god. I think he's just, you know, like the right, the right hand of a god. I need to sit down. Yeah, it's like really old, <sighs> established. Red just received god. a gift. I have to sit down. I just sit down on the deck. We know we're furiously taking notes. <laughs> uh. Rain would be able to tell which way east is. Can I uh, just off to the side look at my sending stone again and see if I can do some kind of arcana check on it to just see if, if I know whether or not it ever is going to work again if it would work here. Sure. It, literally anything. Make an arcana check. <laughs> I'm going to hand Butch a piece of hard candy. This helps. Arcana is not your strong suit. Thank you. Pro- but I'm proficient in it. Why does it always work like that? <laughs> now you have a gift too. Like contemplating throwing it into the water You're, and didn't uh, <laughs> I could thank you. put it back. <laughs> like did, did. <sighs> well, it appears we have some more sailing to do. And at that moment, Captain Maris shouts a few more orders to uh to the rest of the crew, and you guys are off towards the east. In this alien elemental plane of water. And that is where we are going to call it for the night, and we will pick up next week to see what uh, what befalls our team of adventurers in a brand new plane of existence. So for those still watching. Thank you for sticking with us. We look forward to seeing you next week. Same time, same channel, hopefully with our 
bard who just received a gift from a great hand of God. <laughs> so, and a much less persnickety um, chat bot. Yeah, hope, I'll I'll look into the chat bot and see what the hell's going on with it. Persnickety. Persnickety. So, again, thank you guys. We will see you next week. Have a good and night. Hope, and hopefully avoid or maybe get more of those natural ones. Those natural <laughs> ones. Natural ones. <laughs>